Hello, Talking Benefits listeners. This is a benefits bonus, an extra bite-sized episode to bring you some added benefits content between our regular episodes. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Julie Stick, and I'd like to share with you a blog post that I've written called Resilience, Readiness to Face Adversity. We're entering the sixth month of the declared COVID-19 pandemic. And speaking for myself and my International Foundation colleagues, our sixth month of working from home. For me personally, it's my sixth month of social isolation, seeing in person only those people in my so-called bubble, with occasional forays to the grocery store and local restaurants for carryout. At work, it's all about video meetings. I really miss seeing my colleagues in the hallways and kitchen of our headquarters building. If there were ever a time when we need resilience, it's now. I recently had the opportunity to listen again to one of our webcasts called Resilience in Crisis, Tools for Employers to Help. Our speaker, Dr. Ryan Todd, discussed how stress impacts our minds and bodies, and he shared ways employers can help their workers build resilience skills. There were many key takeaways that I found useful, and here are three tied to self-care that really resonated with me. First, identify your emotions. Dr. Todd stressed the importance of understanding our top stressors and triggers and how we respond to them both physically and emotionally. If we can identify a stressor and how it makes us feel in time and place, we can identify ways that will work to ease that stress and those emotions. For example, if the pandemic quarantine is causing the stress of isolation and the emotions of loneliness, fear, and or depression, some ways to combat that are video meetings with colleagues, video chats or game nights with friends and family, forming and getting together with individuals in your bubble, adopting a pet, rediscovering a hobby, taking walks in nature, and listening to music you love. Number two, compassion fatigue. Dr. Todd explained that in the workplace, managers and indeed colleagues can experience this phenomenon, which is defined as the physical and emotional exhaustion experienced when engaging with someone in difficulty. Of course, this happens outside the workplace as well. Dr. Todd offered these three self-care tips to those of us who provide assistance or even just an ear. First, what he called stay on your side of the river. He reminded us that we are not going through everything experienced by the person who has turned to us for assistance. We must be present and kind. At the same time, for our own well-being, we need to keep some boundaries to create a little emotional distance. Second, more discipline with the basics. He urged us to take better physical care of ourselves and to keep to a schedule. This includes eating healthy meals, exercising regularly, and getting enough sleep. And third, lean on what he called your personal board of directors. He asked us to figure out whom we can trust and rely on. It may be many or a few. It may be friends, family members, neighbors, and or colleagues. But 
know who they are, and make sure to reach out to them when you need someone to talk to. And the third tip was about what he called CARE conversations, and that's CARE as in the acronym CARE. So what happens if a colleague comes to you with a problem? Dr. Todd explained how to have an easy and effective two-way conversation when someone is reaching out for help. So first of all, the C stands for create time and space. Make sure to set aside an appropriate length of time and have the conversation in an appropriate place. For example, don't have this conversation in a hallway where you can be interrupted. Move into an empty conference room or in this virtual environment, use a video chat feature. The A stands for attend. Pay attention and listen. Don't try to fix anything. Validate their concerns and emotions by saying things like, that sounds very difficult, or I'm sorry you're going through this. The R stands for respond and refer. Work with the person to plan next steps. Say something like, thank you for coming to me. If things don't get better, where can we go from here? Make a plan to refer this person to your EAP or to a professional counselor or advisor. And the E stands for earmark time for follow-up. Make sure to arrange to speak again the next day, week, or month as appropriate. So if you're interested in more resilience tips for Dr. Todd, check out this entire webcast. Also, the foundation has a wide variety of helpful resources on mental well-being in light of COVID-19, spanning blog posts, podcast episodes, videos, and webcasts. And you can find that webpage on our website under the name Mental Health. And check out our virtual conference, Mental Health Impact of COVID-19 on Workers and Their Families. It runs September 15th through the 18th, 2020, and is available on demand afterwards. Topics to be covered include access to care, addressing issues at work, cultural influences, caregiving, and grief. In close, I'd like to say that in these uncertain times, please stay well. We hope you enjoyed that benefits bonus. You can find this and many more great posts on the International Foundation's Word on Benefits blog at blog.ifebp.org. We'll be back in your podcast feeds with a regular Talking Benefits episode soon. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. And subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the employee benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all the International Foundation has to offer at ifebp.org. Our show is hosted by Julie Stick, Justin Held, Ann Patterson, and me, Kelly Qualsrud. Produced by Rose Pleva and Stacey Van Alstyne and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2020 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, all rights reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel.